Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. I know you would have asked yourself this question once or twice in life. You've probably asked it. Um, certainly if you've been driving, maybe in the middle of Woolworths, maybe it was with a relationship, maybe it was financially. And the question is this, how did I end up here? How did I, anyone ever ask themselves that question once or twice? How in the world did I end up here? And we want to talk about that question this morning because it's that time of year where you might be asking yourself, looking back on 2022, how did I end up here from there? Uh, but more positively, many of you this morning and at this time of year are looking about the there that you want to go to. You're thinking about how do I go from here to there. Maybe some of you are not happy with here. Maybe some of you didn't want to be here. Uh, maybe some of you didn't choose to be here, and so you want to be there. Uh, I asked this question, how did I end up here, in the biggest way uh, that I had um, once, uh, off the back end of a place that you might know in South America called Machu Picchu. I think I've got a picture of it there, yeah. I, I went with my dad, I hiked up Hiawata Pichu up at the back there from all the ruins there. We decided to climb that mountain up the top, which is like 2,500 meters above sea level. Like it's so high that um, we're feeling sick with the lack of oxygen. And I had this really wise idea right at the top of this mountain in the middle of the Amazon jungle. I thought rather than go back down the way that we came, there was another path over the back of the mountain. And so I said to my dad, why don't we just try going off that way? And so we decided, instead of coming back down the front here for the way we went up, we decided to hike over the back of the mountain. Took us about two and a half hours to go from that grass at the bottom there in the ruins up to the top, climbing uphill, just to give you an idea. When we go over the back, we're walking for about two and a half to three hours, but downhill. And what we hadn't realized until about two and a half hours into the walk, that we had actually walked almost the same distance up to that peak, back down the other side of the mountain into the Amazon jungle. So deep it was, by the way, and so thick, the jungle just started to get darker and darker and darker. Then, as we're walking through the, the jungle, there's this almighty rustle that's happening over in the bushes, and it sounded strange, and I thought it's some sort of weird animal. And then, I kid you not, if my dad was not there uh, to... to prove that we both saw what we saw about from here to there in the Amazonian jungle was just this jet black fur that walked past us in the foliage <laughs> and none other than an Amazonian jaguar that walked past us and it was at that point that I'm thinking to myself how did we end up here? <laughs> well we, we ended up there the same way that you end up there and it's this principle, it's the same principle whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whether it's a relationship, whether it's directions in the car, uh, you always get to there because direction determines your destination. You always get there, you get out of there, the back the same way that you should have come. Direction determines your destination. We're going to talk a bit about that later, but first I need to give you a little bit of good news, bad news. Who's kind of a bad news first type of person? Yep, yeah, I am too, so I'm just going to give you the bad news first. Here's, here's the bad news. Um, resolutions rarely provide a solution. 
And I say that to you because this is the time of year where we're all making our resolutions. Kristen and I have done that this year. We've mapped out our whole year in advance. We've finished our year before it's begun. We've been through our, haven't we, hun? We've done, we've done our future pacing exercises. All the things that we pastors tell you what to do. Uh, but I realize that solu- resolutions rarely provide a solution. And that is because most, and I don't, I don't know if you've found this, most personal problems can't be fixed. That's the bad news. <laughs> Most personal problems can't be fixed. And the reason why is because, I don't know, you, you fix a car, you fix a computer, uh, you fix the hose, you fix the washing machine. Now, when you fix those things, it's almost like those things are brand new, right? Uh, but in light of where we're going, I, I, I don't need to tell you this, though. You are not a computer. <laughs> you are not a hose, you are nuanced, you are complex, you, you are beautifully and wonderfully created in this complex, often for us, mixed, messed up, mixed up kind of way, but we're complex, right? And that's why most of our personal problems can't just be fixed. You know that there are things in your life that maybe the things that you don't like about here are like that because you can't unfix these things. Most problems can't be fixed, but here's... Here's the good news. You want the good news? Okay. Good news is, although most personal problems can't be fixed, most personal problems can be avoided, right? And I know that you know this because many of you, many of you are really good at predicting the future. Many of you are really good at predicting your own future because you go through these things when you're here and you looked at where you've been from there to here and you want to go from here to there, you're in that spot and you've been through those moments that you can't fix and you say this to yourself, you say a phrase that I'm sure many of you have said once or twice in your life, you say to yourself, you know what, I should have seen that coming. Anyone ever said that? (laughs) And, And if you haven't said that to yourself, you've certainly said it about your friends, haven't you? You, you, you are the best future-predicting machine for your friends and for your kids and your family and the rest of it because you're all very good at saying to your friend when they're in that mess up, you should have seen that coming, right? And so you are a future-predicting machine. Why is it that we can kind of see the things that are the problems in people's life before they get to it and yet we don't see it in our own lives? And so the question is, what if we could see the things that make life more difficult and the problems that can be avoided before they even happen. That's what this series is all about because resolutions rarely provide solutions. Most problems can't be fixed, but most problems can be avoided. And so if there are these things that we can avoid in life, why would we unnecessarily want to expose ourselves to these things that make life more difficult? And that's why today we want to talk about the principle of the path. That direction determines your destination. Uh, I'm an avid golfer, right? (laughs) If you haven't quite worked that out. And as a golfer, we are absolutely fastidious. Well, professional golfers like myself. uh, Absolutely fastidious. If you've seen the setup of a golfer, when you set up at the tee. Right, Lawrence? I'm going to do this on Tuesday. Uh, You set yourself up on the tee and you're absolutely fastidious. All these little micro-adjustments as to where the face of your club is pointing because direction determines the destination. So the question is, do you you spend that much time at this point in the year thinking about the direction of your life? This is the tragedy. 
Some people spend more time lining up the face of their golf club or their driver than they do lining up the direction of their life. Now, interestingly, surprisingly, Jesus talked about this. (laughs) Wow, how'd you work that out, Sam? (laughs) Jesus talks about this all the time. Uh, And what I love about Jesus is Jesus always teaches in principles, not rules. And what I love about principles is that principles are not rules, right? Principles are not a rule to be followed. Principles follow you. Principles follow you wherever you go, whether you're aware of them or not, right? There's this thing called gravity, which I hate, that just follows me wherever I go. And if you're not aware of gravity, you will be if you walk off a roof or do something stupid. Principles follow you wherever you go. The, the, thir- you know, the laws of thermodynamics, I understood as a kid. You remember when I told you the story, I used to melt my sister's Barbie dolls into this funny-looking oil heater. And then one day I decided to lift up my singlet and stick my stomach on the oil heater. I learnt the laws of thermodynamics. It followed me. Principles are not rules to be followed. They follow you. And Jesus always taught in principles. And (laughs) what's ironic is that Christians are really good at taking Jesus' principles and turning them into rules. Have you found that? I think it's crazy. I've actually got a book on my bookshelf that is almost like a rule for every part of life in accordance with the teachings of Jesus. And I think the reason we do this is rules are a lot simpler, they're a lot easier to follow than a principle because a principle will follow you. And Jesus gives us some principles in one of my favourite scriptures in the Bible, one of the favourite parts of the, the Bible. It's called the Sermon on the Mount and and there's a section on the Sermon on the Mount that if you grew up in church like me, uh, you, you sang a song to this. And I'm not going to try and sing it for you this morning, but um, you, th- you think I should? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait till Wednesday rehearsal but <laughs> with the worship team. Right? But, but Jesus, you'll know the song when I say this because he, he, Jesus says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice... The song's coming in a second. But they hear these words of mine and puts them into practice. And for a quick second, you know, you know what? Um, that's how some of you have come to understand the principles of Jesus, is that is you take these principles of his and you just turn them into rules. You know, you've been told all your life in church that it's about the practice, that the preacher, preacher beats you up and, and you kind of almost sickly feel better about yourself because you got beat up by the preacher, right? Because you got told it's about following the rules. When Jesus is trying to give us a principle here, and his principle is this. I've got two of, two of them for you this morning. The first one is this, is that implementation of a direction always trumps the analysis of an option. I'll say that again. The implementation of a direction always trumps analyzing an option. It's the doing that makes a difference. Puts these words of mine and puts them into practice. It's the doing that makes a difference. Which again, we kind of don't like principles because I can tell you as a pastor, you know, people always come to me and they get themselves here. You know, they've been there and they're here and they want to be there. They, they come to me as a pastor and they don't like where they are here and they say, Sam, um, how do I fix this? They come to me because they want to fix. What does Jesus say to help me fix this? And Jesus doesn't give you a fix he gives you a path he says take these words of mine and just put them into practice 
take these words of mine and if you put them into practice, he says anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will experience immediate relief relationally, financially, along with all the other allies. (laughs) Um, No, he doesn't really say that, by the way. Because you all look so serious. Right? He doesn't say that. He just says, put them into practice and see what happens. And then he says, that person that puts them into practice is like a wise person. Here comes a song, who built his house upon the rock. And the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. They built the wise person builds their house upon the rock, which kind of doesn't make too much sense to us because not many of us build houses these days, certainly not if you live in Sydney. You might rent a house or eventually buy a house, but we don't build houses. But in the first century context, this would have meant something to Jesus' followers, right? The, building the house upon the rock when you've got the choice of where to build this represented the hard way this represented the expensive way this represented the time consuming way this represented the difficult way this represented that i'm not going to get an immediate return on my investment way and so the second principle that jesus gives us is that the easy way is rarely the wise way the easy way is rarely the wise way you look you, you want to know how I learnt or realised that I got lost off the back of Machu Picchu? It was too easy. I went, if I've been walking downhill for two and a half hours and I'm still not puffed, um, something's not right. <laughs> it was too easy. If it's too easy, that's often a telltale that it's not the wise way. You know this. You know that you see this all the time with all the, all the super shake tricks and all the dieting fads and all the things that are happening at this time of year you know if it if it just happens it's probably not the wise way to do dieting right because you undiet you know you get out you get out of um unfatness if if that's such a word right (laughs) you know you get out of that the same way that you got into that you just reverse whatever trends were taking you down that particular path because direction determines destination and yes it relates to your health as well the easy way is really the wise way so um a a a direction a direction that is implemented first and foremost always trumps an intention we'll talk about that next week But more importantly, the easy way is rarely the wise way to do things. Those, Jesus says this a bit earlier in the message where he says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Only only a few find it, because... It, it takes discipline and it takes planning and it takes intention and it takes faith, right? You know this because some of you are still right in the middle of a season where even though the new year has clicked over, you feel like you are on the Jesus path and you are doing the things that Jesus says and you put these words into practice and guess what? Life doesn't feel any different. Maybe some of you this morning are saying, Jesus, will you just cut me a break? Like, I'm doing the praying, I'm going to church, I'm doing the doodling, I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Just cut me a break, will you? Jesus doesn't promise us a break from our circumstances. He gives us the principle 
to get through our circumstances. And he says, take these teachings of mine and live by this. And we're often looking for a solution and he offers us a path. We want to get magically unlost and our only way out of lost is to get, use the same amount of effort in a different direction. We get to there financially and professionally and with health and geographically and relationally. We get there through understanding that Direction determines destination. And so it begs the question for you this year then. <laughs> how much time have you spent at this time of the year on resolutions? And how much time at this time of the year have you spent thinking about your directions? Because, look, there's no doubt if your life's anything like my life, there are problems there at the moment that you don't think are fixable. And maybe what you need this year is not a fix, but a change in direction. It's to change in direction, change in direction financially. Maybe you go, oh, it's too late to start saving. Well, change direction, start saving now. Maybe you've been single for months and I'm never going to find someone and I haven't found anyone for years. Change direction, do something different because an implemented direction is always better than analysing an option. Change direction, maybe it's a pathway that you need to change the way things are this year. But look, here's the thing that really gets me. I hate it as a pastor, and it hurts my heart to watch people at the other end of the spectrum that are choosing paths that are guaranteed not to get them where they want to go. I don't want that for you this year. And I, God doesn't want that for you this year. Because here's the thing, there's a lot more at stake than, I don't know, running late for a dinner date. Right, if you run late and you get the directions wrong in your car, you run late for a bit. But, but you know, you get some of these directions wrong, you lose an entire season of life. And you can't wish your way, you can't run your way, you can't pray your way back to that moment when you chose a wrong direction. And so your direction will always determine your destination. That's the principle of the path. And before we finish this morning, can I also speak to those of you here this morning that, you know, there's, there's a certain genre of you here this morning, that you're at the uh, wiser, you're at the greyer end of life, which I'm thrilled to say I'm starting to join you, according to my kids, right? I'm at the beginning of wise, <laughs> right? And there might be some of you this morning that say, Sam, you and your futuristic stuff, like I've lived my life, and you know what, I had her there, and I wanted to get there, and you'd have no idea what I've been through and the way that life's hit me and the way that it's gone backwards and forwards and the way that things have happened and the way that I prayed and the, the way that I haven't ended up where I want to be. And you know what? I don't like here and I don't have the time left to change things to go to another day. So go take your little destination stuff. Save it for the young'uns. <laughs> and if that is you this morning, first and foremost... I would say to you quickly as a side note, um, go take a look at the great characters of the Bible and most of them didn't even get started until they were over the age of 60. Um, second of all, one of, um, one of the greatest gifts that I had uh, during the pandemic came from someone uh, who was in a space where they didn't like their hair and they were older. 
And they, you have, if this is you, by the way, the one thing that many of us at the forks in our road, in the, 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 the fountain of our youth, we don't have. You've got something that we don't have. You've got a precious gift that we don't have. And some of you are holding on to that gift. You're not passing that gift on. And that gift is wisdom. One of the greatest gifts that I had during the pandemic is um, I was at a breakfast uh, with one of our congregants and we normally meet up at a cafe in uh, the eastern suburbs and we were there and he was sitting there with a, a guest, this um, wiser looking guy, if I could put it that way, um, grey hair and a man bun. I thought that was pretty cool. Like talk about directions that I'm headed, that's where I'm headed. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the guest, the guest was there and... Um, <clears throat> Um, I'm sitting there with this, this Northsider and, and this guest, and as I sit down, and then I make some snipe of a remark, because we're in the eastern suburbs, and I, and I go, um, oh, look, look, at that, look at that fancy McLaren, I wonder who owns that? And this guy goes, oh, that's mine. <laughs> I thought, that's a good start to bre- breakfast. Anyway, he just sits there quietly, because I'd already summed him up as one of these eastern suburbs types. And, um, and then he begins to um, tell me a little bit about his story. And uh, basically, this guy owns and runs one of the biggest uh, residential home building companies in regional New South Wales. And so he comes down, drives his McLaren around the city, lives in Coffs Harbour, but he, he, there is like hundreds of millions of dollars of home under this guy's management. And um, he said, yeah, you know, um, you know I, I used to be a pastor once. And I thought, already I'm, I'm listening now, okay? <laughs> right. This guy pastored his local church out around near Warren, somewhere out near Dubbo, for 20 years whilst he built this empire of home building from a concrete slab. He said, I used to pour a slab, I would, uh, I would go home, I'd wait for it to dry, I'd shower, I'd come back, I'd pour another one, and I just did that over and over and over again. And he said this to me at the end of it all, because I said to him, um, you know, this whole pandemic stuff, uh, what's it like? And he said, I've never seen anything like it in my life and here I was hoping for this word of wisdom never seen anything like it in my life (laughs) but he says the wise person builds their house upon the rock right Sam and so he says this to me he says so you know what Um, smash a few tiles break a few windows but at least your house is still built upon the rock and this is a guy who's been swindled out of business deals a guy who's been lost in his entirety of his superannuation. This is a guy that's not been devoid of the sorts of ups and downs that you might be feeling at the moment. But smash a few tiles, break a few windows, and at least you know that your house is built upon the rock. He said to me, Sam, what else is our alternative? What else is our alternative? Your direction determines your destination. The best direction that you can have is one that is headed towards the teachings of Jesus. And God's heart for you this morning is that he doesn't want to violate your freedom. He's not going to make you do stuff. He's not going to force you to do stuff. He wants to guide you. Jesus says, I want to guide you into the type of life, the principles of this life that I've created, that I know is just simply the best way to live. And so that is your choice this morning, to simply live the life that Jesus lived. (laughs) And particularly if you are the person who is sitting there like this person, Bruce there, maybe not with your McLaren, (laughs) right? But at that later season of life, You, even if you think that you don't have it there, you don't have enough time to get there, certainly you have this gift of wisdom to pass on to a generation who is standing at the fork in the road.
Who is it in your life that you are investing into and giving to and sharing with and showing that their destination is determined by the direction that they have now? Jesus always taught in principles, not rules, and I love it. He wants to guide you. Some of you, some of you this morning are walking along in life and you know what? It's too easy. Maybe you're listening in. Maybe you're checking out Christianity and and life's too easy. And what I've realized off the back of Machu Picchu is that uh, often if life is too easy, that can often be a sign that you're lost. Right? And you never not quite know when you get lost because uh, if you knew when you got lost, then you would never be lost. It doesn't work that way, right? It's only until you get yourself in this bind and in a fix or some stuff comes along in life and life gets a bit harder. God is going to hint, He's going to warn. Uh, maybe even life is going to get tough until you find yourself in a church and you find yourself listening to me. And then you're going to finally listen and realize that you want a fix and it's not a fix because Jesus says, no, I give you a path, a path out of this. Look, I would say to this morning, uh, the invitation from this church to you this morning is Jesus' invitation. And that invitation is not believe, and it's not stop it, and it's, it, and, and it's not don't do that, and it's, and it's not obey. It's follow. It's follow. Follow me and I will guide you into the rhythms and the principles of the way that life is meant to be lived. So follow this year because your direction determines your destination. We're going to talk more about that next week. Let's pray. Father, I would ask that you would in these moments uh, be bringing to mind those areas of our lives that we know are avoidable. But more importantly, I would pray in this moment through your Holy Spirit that you would be bringing us the sort of revelation that everyone else around us seems to have, the sort of revelation that prevents us from having to say, I should have seen it coming. I pray that in these final moments of our service, that there, there are things in our life that are not in, in accordance with those rhythms and those principles of your beautiful kingdom life, Jesus, simply the way that human life is meant to be lived, would you bring us that revelation? For some of us, it might be relationships that are unhealthy. For some of us, it may be spending habits that are not on track. For some of us, it might be a thought life that is skewed at the moment. For some of us, it might be emotions or unresolved stuff that keeps bubbling out of us that people we've heard around us say you need to go talk to someone about that whatever that might be for us this morning lord we would we would ask that the gift you would give us this morning is your guidance your revelation that we would be able to declare in our own humility that we lack the resources in and of our own little precious stitched up life system to lead ourselves to ultimately where we want to be. So we thank you that you are available to us now through your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, I would pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.